Will's a dick. Okay, there we go. Got that out of the way. <laughs> it's not even fair. I can't use your mama jokes on this. <laughs> Yo, baby mama. Yeah, we can, that's fair game. And right? all you fucking girlfriends. <sighs> Except for the new one we don't really know about. Arby's, Arby's. Leopard Print. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much. We'll about go ahead and say the new one because really, track record. I don't know much about her yet. What do you mean? I, you have a shit record, bro. I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, we know that, but apologize for the bad track record. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> What's up, fuckers? <laughs> this is the Turn the Buckle Podcast. And the I, Well, it's your fault. I can do shit. You exist. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are back again this week. Going to talk about the top five underutilized, misused talents in the WWE. Oh, yeah, my list is good. My list is good. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's the like I thought about all of them, but like, no, him. I bet we'll get to that. Me and him probably have one in common. I bet. I bet not. No, uh, because you stay on my damn pages. Oh. So, Will's a dick because Josh played. I'm going to copy him. I was still finishing mine. Why you was looking at my damn page? I was not looking at your damn page. Then why did I hear you go, Hey, Will, what'd you get for number four? (laughs) (laughs) Why his ass dumb now? Copying out the wrong kind of bitches. That ain't why his ass dumb. <laughs> There's so many other reasons. You gonna cry about it? Yeah, I'm gonna get on my paper. I would say you gonna cry in the car on the way home, but shit, all they gotta do is walk to the bedroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, in the room that doesn't have a door. Yeah, because I've slammed it so many damn times by now. I mean... Off subject, apparently the British have doors to every fucking room in their houses, like... Maybe the door to the kitchen, the door to the bedroom, <laughs> door to the living room. TikTok makes me realize stupid things. Like, I don't understand why Britain doesn't have ranch. <laughs> they do not have ranch, they have to order it. I mean, they probably don't have ranches in Britain, so they gotta call them something else. I mean, over there, they probably Dressing. call it, like, ranch farmhouse. Dressing. I know what you were talking about. Over there, they probably call it like farmhouse dressing or some shit. Nothing. <laughs> Stable dressing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're already off the rails. Oh, no. Yeah, we are off the rails. Uh, you said, oh, what? I was going to do the, the TikTok thing that I showed you and you about died. Oh, God. But then I realized it might be a little bit racist on it. Racy or racist? Racist. <laughs> yeah, I might want to hold off on that one. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
As you can tell, I'm sure you can hear, we are one voice short at the moment. Uh, there's a good reason. She says she may come in here later on do her top five. So we'll let her be in there and doing what she's doing. and Just know we all love her and... I know everybody out there is going to be messaging you or Josh and be like, hey, bring her back. The show sucks without her. Yeah, so. I was going to hurt y'all's asses. I'm sick and tired of hearing y'all's damn voices. But, uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to... Damn werewolves going crazy with their bowls. But, uh, we're going to take a break real quick where Josh can get the werewolves some water or something. And, uh... Will can make sure he's got his stuff. Hey, I did my homework. I know. I'm just saying you can make sure you got it all prepared and ready. And <laughs> So uh, we'll be right back, guys. Okay, I'm surprised you didn't yell something again that time. No. thought you were going to yell like pop or something and it ain't he's even fucking time. He's doodling because he's in a mood now. In a mood. I'm not even in my mood. In a mood? Oh, Lord. Put you... Put your big boy pants on. We talked about mental health last week. We got to, uh... This should totally be a video podcast right now. I'm glad it's not. Everybody would have tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My big boy pants around. That was the worst camel toe or moose knuckle or whatever you want to call it that I've ever fucking seen. Some of the people he shared a locker room with, I guarantee that's a lot. No, that was the worst one I've ever seen. Bill. And he's just a dick. Okay, so everybody knows this is the part of the podcast where we talk about everything that just happened this past week in wrestling. Oh, Lord. It's a lot to unravel so, here. Let's just go ahead and say it. God turned heel. <laughs> right? It makes sense. I knew God was a heel. <laughs> I mean, either that or they were talking on one of the YouTube shows I watched. Don't remember which one, but somebody apparently posted on Twitter the weight, uh, the top rope snapped under the weight of Finn Balor's massive dong. I can believe it. I want to judge it, but I can believe it. I mean, I just, <laughs> I think it's the first one and God turned heel, but. Because he's a demon. Well, anyway, before we even get to Extreme Rules, we had SmackDown before. Not much yeah. really happened. No, it was. It's a shit. I mean, it's supposed to be the go-home show before a pay-per-view, and it was nothing I mean, happening, really. Never I mean, really made you want to watch the pay-per-view. The most... One thing I'm interested in is Naomi challenging Sonya. Yes. Yeah, but that's... I mean, Sonya just keeps dismissing her, so it's just her way of trying to get something. I mean, that's all it's going to turn into, and they're going to get out there, and Sonya's going to be um, an authority figure. I'm not going to fight you, but... Especially with this being the draft, I guarantee... i tell you what's going to happen. They're going to go out there. Sonya's going to be like, I'm not going to fight you. I'm an authority figure here. Uh, if you want to fight somebody, fight her or 
whatever draft pick, Shayna Baszler. So she picks the MMA chick, brings her from Raw to SmackDown to kick Naomi's ass. Yay. Oh, well, <coughs> I say again, I don't know why you don't like Shayna when she's just a more badass Sonya. She has a point. Hang on. Before we get into any of this. She looks like a man. Hang on. Okay. He likes men. Ronda Rousey? What the fuck <laughs> is up with the... Did, did you, what the fuck did she name her kid? I don't know if you saw, but the, she named her kid the most fucked up off the wall. I feel bad for this kid. This kid's going to get made fun of for the rest of their lives. She named it Josh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't pronounce it. You listen to this, Jen? What's your name? We're going to get it pulled up because it's, like it. it's like 50 words. 50 letters. La Ikea. Makala Hakalanipo Brown. It's got a good last name. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the song from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Daughter Lakaya. Okay, yeah. What is that supposed to mean? Fuck if I know. I agree with what we said in the group chat. They threw a can of alphabet soup out there and said, yep, there it is. <laughs> I can tell you it's a Hawaiian name. That's all I can tell you. Why is it Hawaiian? Ain't neither one of them fucking Hawaiian as far as I know. No, it's Travis and Rhonda. I mean, come on. If anything screams Hawaiian, it's Travis and Rhonda. <laughs> yes. And Rhonda's beard looks great. <laughs> That, that's... Anyway, back to wrestling now, uh, because, you know, she's useless. I mean, yeah. Okay, you got a point. She was okay on 911, but... <laughs> Ooh, two whole episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, what happened on... Just go ahead and say what happened on SmackDown. I know it wasn't nothing. You had Nakamura go over on Cruz. Okay. I do remember hearing about that. Uh, Apparently, Boogs, like, deadlifted Aziz. Like a deadlift, straight deadlift suplex, which has got to be a sight to see because that's a big son bitch. But the whole Nakamura and Cruz thing... It's old. It's played out. I mean, it didn't lead into anything else. That was just a filler match that they've had a million fucking times. Well, that's all these intercontinental is a filler match. You'll have a shit ton of non-title matches, one title match. Every now and then it'll change hands, and then it goes back to the same formula. But it's got to be a championship contenders match. Three times. If they win the match, they get the championship's contenders match. If they win that match, then they get the title shot. If they win that match, they're the champion. So then, then we got, you know, Reigns versus Montez Ford. Of course, Reigns goes over. Balor attacks as the demon. They did give Montez Ford some good offense, and he had pretty good promo, I heard. They did. Montez is freaking great. Yeah, yeah Montez is a fucking star. They ever break yeah. them two up, Montez is going to be the breakout star. He's going to go fucking to the moon. So you're saying he's going to be the Shawn Michaels? Yep. He's going to be the Shawn Michaels. <laughs> so he's going to put Angelo Dawkins through a window. Got it. 
There's a uh, cup over his head. The thing about it, that match, after it was all said and done, there was a beatdown on Ford throughout the whole thing and everything, so that tied into Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. Which, again, why in the hell are you going to have a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules? With, with one match? Yeah. I mean, even... Even that match was an extreme. A couple of kendo sticks and a couple of chair shots. And they fought through the crowd. Table. <laughs> yeah. And Prince put a match. Oh, no, no, don't talk about that yet. That was the actual good part of the match. So then Zelina versus Liv. Zelina goes over. Finally. Which was... No, because no. that made no, no sense it whatsoever. Made no sense, yes. I mean, yeah, she needs to go over. She needs to get some wins, but... Why, if you're going to put Liv over at the pay-per-view, even though it's pre-show and nobody cares about the pre-show, not even WWE. I mean, yeah, you're building, sort of, Liv building up as this championship contender, and then she loses to Zelina, who hasn't lost more match since he came back. So, yeah. What sense does that make? Then I guess Nikki and Natalya again was the other match. Nikki. Ash. Ash. I'm confused. I, why is Nikki on SmackDown? Same reason Big E was floating back and forth. Ratings. It's the okay, why well, was Nikki on SmackDown? Because, you know, Vance is running scared now. Yeah, but Nikki's not going to pull in the ratings. Nobody in the women's division will. I mean, you have... If you're wanting to put somebody against Natalia, shit, throw who else is on the They could put a could put Carmella against Natalia. Or made Liv and I don't know, I was gonna say Liv and Natalia, but that wouldn't make any sense at all. I mean they're both blonde. <laughs> no, bitch, I love that match. No, I mean them tagging against Zelina and Carmella. Okay, so let's go through pay-per-view, I guess. Well, Naomi challenged... I mean, we already talked about that. Yeah, That's... Yeah, but she gets brushed off again. Okay, now on to not extreme rules. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. So One match only. One match only. So we've already gone over Liv goes over Carmella. The match is pretty decent. Was it? Liv looks like a thousand bucks. Good. Good deal. That's good, and I'm glad they put her over. They're giving her a little rub and everything. You'll shine up a little bit. Don't know if that's going to lead to anything. Probably not. No. no, because the SmackDown main event picture is full unless they move her over to Raw to challenge Charlotte. But you've already seen what Charlotte did to the entirety of the Riot Squad. I mean, it was all. So yeah, so there's really no. Oh. That made me think something. We'll do that later when we get done with this. It's made me think of something about the women's division in AEW. We'll get back to that. Then New Day versus Lashley Styles and Almost. I didn't like that at all. I mean, the match was yeah. meh. New Day over. Yeah, you put New Day over. You let Biggie pin Lashley after he speared AJ. But why would you have Lashley? team with AJ and Omos when Omos just gave Lashley that slam gimmick he does a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And there's, I mean, they don't like each other. They don't get along. Let them... If they're going to do what they did last night, which I know we're not talking about Raw yet, but 
Hell, the Hurt Business came back last night. Mm-hmm. If they were going to do that, why not let that be on the pay-per-view? Because, like, everything with WWE was a last-minute decision. And... I mean, they could have done it where <laughs> they sent New Day out there and be like, Hey, Bobby, if you can find two guys, come on. We want to challenge you, blah, blah, blah. And then let MVP come out, cut the promo. Hey, her business is back, bitches. But no, instead, they put them with AJ and Omos just because they didn't have anything. Because, I mean, why would they have anything? I mean, it's. So then Usos and Street Profits, which was a really good match. I mean, it would, it would be hard not to be a good match with the talent that was in the ring. Oh, yeah. They killed it. You know, Montez played the injury super fantastically. I mean, we just were talking about how Montez is a fucking star. He mm-hmm. is. Dawkins, since the first time I saw him, has improved a million percent. Oh, yeah. He's solid in the ring. I don't know about promo-wise, but he's definitely solid. It's the typical Street Profit promo. They just say the same thing. I mean, it's the same type of deal that they did with uh, crime time. I mean, they give them the same formulaic, you know, hey, just throw this stuff in every time you talk, like the smoke and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I mean, they just got to th- remember to throw that stuff in and then they let Montez shine with his charisma that he's got. And then that's it. But yeah, good match. I liked uh, when it got towards the finish when Dawkins, like, Sacrificed himself trying to make yep. the valiant thing, but then you know it was all for nothing in the end. And the Usos got the win. So then we got Charlotte versus Alexa. Match was decent, predictable ending. I'm glad she killed the fucking doll. I don't because I guarantee I know what's gonna happen. Oh god. She yep. Come back with the damn. talking about this. She's gonna come back with a lily mask. Like the fiend, but it's going to be a lily mask instead. It's going to be a piece of the doll's mask. Yep. Yes. Now, my opinion. Match, shit. Post-match, shit. You basically made your top, quote, contender look like a jobber who doesn't belong, even though she's a multi-time women's champion herself. I just want her to go back to Alexa. Okay. And I want a million dollars to show up in my bank account. I mean, the Alexa thing, if she gets back to it, it might happen when she comes back. She's going to be out for a little while. I don't know if it's injury, just taking a break or what. But they were talking about she was going to be gone for, quote, a couple months. Mm -hmm. So whether she's coming back... And she's just going to be Alexa when she comes back. I'm wondering if it's close to time for her wedding and stuff. Well, she said a few months. It's taking a few months. I'll say it could be time for the wedding. I would like. I would have no problems with her coming back with the lily mask. She can stay dark, demonic, and creepy. Stay like that. No supernatural shit. She can still do this fiend-like gimmick. The supernatural, supernatural shit should have died when they came out of the Thunderdome, when they couldn't do the shit in front of the crowd. Exactly. I mean, all the shit she did against Randy Orton in that match, making shit fall and all this stuff, 
I mean, the only kind of supernatural stuff. I mean, hell, the stupid shit she did in that match with Dewdrop where Lily fucking winked. That's the stupidest fucking shit. Yes. I mean, she can pull off a crazy fucking psychotic bitch perfectly. Yeah, but yeah. She I mean, she's a woman, of course. But she can do that as the goddess. The goddess, to an extent, yes, but she can't. Because the Lily thing is going to be dark, and it's it's going to be it's not going to be supernatural, but there's certain little nuances that can be done. Whereas the goddess, it's all just about her, you know. When she's got her normal gimmick, she's more, instead of being the dark badass, she's, you know, sparkly, even when she's heel. She's sparkly Harley Quinn heel. This is just a different layer to it, where instead of sparkly Harley Quinn heel, she's gothic badass, Bride of Chucky type bitch. And if that's what it would have been from the beginning, it'd be all good. And then they try to change it, and they try to make her this, and the whole Alexis Playground stuff, and doing this, and doing that, and I had this doll named Lily, and... They kept trying to add too much too fast. I mean, if fucking... Uh, SmackDown, or Raw, or whatever was still on Sci-Fi, they could have done the fucking Bride of Chucky shit, because Sci-Fi's getting that Chucky series. And that would have tied in and been fucking awesome. Absolutely. But whatever they end up doing, there ain't no telling how, how fucking ridiculous yeah. it's going to be. I mean, we'll just wait the whatever a couple of months is, let her come back and see what happens. U.S. title triple threat. This was a bad, this match was a lot better than I thought it was going to yes. be. It was really good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't think it was going to be bad just because the three guys that are in there are good. Well, of course. Uh, Priest, uh, he slipped on the apron and fell. Yeah. I mean, shit happens. The same thing happened to Arn Anderson on Dynamite a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, you know shit happens, so you can't fault him for that. I... Uh, if you've never been on a ring apron, it's not a lot of room. And when you're trying to turn around, uh, if you're going to try to turn around front to back, backwards to forwards like he was, you know, shit like that's going to happen. And when you're wearing pants or tights and they're loose and slip on them, the ring apron, you slip on the ring skirt. Right, that's what it looks like. That's what it looked like happened is when he stepped around, he slid on the little bit of ring skirt that's above the LED shit. Uh, I thought Hardy being in the match, he was going to be there to take the pin. I was too, but then... And that Sheamus was going to get the belt back to have the belt mm -hmm. on Sheamus going into the draft. Uh, now I see a swap straight up Nakamura for Priest. Bring Nakamura to Raw for a little bit, put Priest on SmackDown. I can see that. Because that's one of the things they normally do is they'll flop the champions. Uh, I don't see them flopping the tag champs unless they bring Roman to Raw and they just swap all champions. But I don't see that happening because they just moved Big E over. Yeah. 
And I, honestly, with him doing that, the last Raw, I mean, not the last Raw, the last draft switching the tag titles, they didn't really switch them. The ta they just switched tag titles. They really didn't switch the champions to different brands. They just, hey, you be the Raw tag champs, we'll be the SmackDown tag champs. Well, yeah, because the Raw tag champs got drafted to SmackDown, the SmackDown tag champs got drafted to Raw, so they're just like, well, we'll just trade belts. So, yeah, I can see him flopping the IC and US title. They like to do that a lot, though, just to mm -hmm. kind of yeah. keep the keep things new, liven things up. But, hell, watch. They'll, uh, as soon as they send Nakamura over, they'll send fucking Apollo Crews over, too, and they'll just continue that feud. And they'll send Sheamus over to SmackDown to keep that one going. Yeah, sounds right. right. What we got next? Bianca and Becky. This was a good match. It was a decent showing. And I expected there would be a DQ. I didn't expect for this to... I figured there's going to continue the storyline. I didn't think Sasha was coming back tonight, that night, but I didn't okay. expect the clean finish. I'm glad Sasha's back. Oh, yeah, I love Sasha. Yeah, Sasha coming back is going to add something to that, but... And you didn't get the typical heel, just baby face, she attacked uh, Be uh, Belair, and then she attacked Becky, too. Well, because she wants her title back. Yeah. And it's a good, and Bianca it's, took it. Bianca was the one that was up, so she attacks her first, puts her down, and then Becky's, you know, getting up, and that Orange Cassidy thumbs up. I mean, God, the only thing I could think was a redhead giving a cheap-ass thumbs up like that. WWE is struggling to come up with new shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for the match, if you didn't want a winner, why even have the fucking match? That's the thing. If you're going to go through and you're going to do that, why even do it? Uh, if you want to do something, throw a third person in there. Make it a triple threat match so they can take the so pin. Take the pin. Yep. It could have been... They could have done the whole thing to where the third person is out there. Uh, Bianca Bianca hits the KOD. Get shit canned by Becky. Boom. No, not even get shit canned by Becky. Then Sasha comes out, attacks her, pulls her out. There's no DQs in a triple threat match, so that would have been all good and legal. Boom, Sasha and Bianca fight to the back. Becky crawl in, sees whoever the third person was laying there, and just pins her. Last but not least, Demon and Reigns. I mean, the fuck? Yeah, that. how was Finn Balor supposed to win a handicap match against Roman Reigns and God? Oh no, that's that Shawn Michaels. And Shawn tagged Michaels tagged with him. So how was Vincent? We should ask Vince and Shane. How do you beat God? Yeah. I mean, the match is great. Yeah, it was a good match. He made Balor made everybody look good. But that finish fucking sucked. Like, I knew this was not going to happen when the. When he has when he when the heartbeat happens and he's flip flopping like a damn fish out there on the damn fucking <laughs> ground, I see him go to the chop rope. I'm like, okay, something's gonna fucking happen. I was like, are they gonna put him over? Because uh, at first I was like, okay, they're gonna put him over and then they're gonna drop the title back to Roman down the line before Survivor Series. And I'm sitting there thinking, what the fuck's about to happen? I see the I see the smoke covering him. I'm like, okay, they're about to pull something. And then the damn fucking rope burst. I'm like, what the fuck? You and know, it wasn't even the whole ring. It was just. That that top rope, just that, just that. You know what it reminds me of? What? You seen Weekend at Bernie's too? 
I'm being serious. Have you seen Weekend at Bernie's 2? Have you? Okay, so if you don't know, Weekend at Bernie's 2 is the sequel to Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's is a great 80s movie uh, where two guys has the boss that's a total asshole named Bernie. Well, they go to Bernie's beach house to meet Bernie, and Bernie dies. So instead of calling and being like, hey, my boss is dead, they're like, hey, let's act like Bernie's still alive. And, you know, they go through and do all this crazy shit with Bernie. Weekend at Bernie's 2 comes along, and apparently Bernie had embezzled a lot of money and hid it somewhere in Jamaica or the Dominican or something. So when they go down there to try to find it, some voodoo priestess gets Bernie and tries to reanimate him. Well, the dumbass lackeys that she's got, instead of sacrificing a live chicken, just buy a bucket of chicken. You think I'm bullshitting. This is the whole premise of the movie. So instead of coming back to life and being a zombie and leading him, leading this voodoo priestess to the money and everything, he's only alive while the music's going. There's music's going. He's alive. I'll have to show you to walk later because it's awesome. <laughs> Hell, I'll just, I'll describe. He starts off, he's like laying there face down. The music starts. It looks like he starts humping the ground. Literally, it's like he's starting to hump the ground and he's going with the beat of the music. And finally, he gets up and when he stands up, he like hunches back like this and he just walks, <laughs> does one of them kind of, almost like a Vince McMahon walk. <laughs> And he just walking like that the whole time. That's what it reminded me of. The music was going, Finn's up. He's kicking ass. The music stopped, Finn's dead. <laughs> and who turned the music off? God. <laughs> God's big old stereo in the fucking sky. I hate this damn music. <laughs> Did you, because I know you watch some of the same stuff on YouTube that I do. If you hadn't watched it, you need to. Uh, Simon's ups and downs mm -hmm. for extreme rules. Mm -hmm. Go watch it. Okay. Just for the last like minute and a half, even if you don't watch the whole thing. Okay. Watch that. He actually talks to God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> of course, they call him like the wizard in the sky or something like that. But it's God. It's fucking hilarious. But, uh, yeah, that's why Extreme Rules reminded me of Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> okay, I could probably think of about 573 different reasons on how to book that damn finish. It's a very specific number. I'm dramatic and extra. Name one. Put the demon over. Name another. Have a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Have an Extreme Rules match in the DQ. I was gonna say no contest. They did that in the Hell in a Cell match, and look what happened. <laughs> yeah, look, no longer the fucking company. And the other wanted to kill Vince. Strangle. Sorry. Strangle. Now, I'll probably be the brave one that wants to kill him because he posted, Wait, you hear my reaction? Yeah. <laughs> so now that all that's out of the way, and blah, yeah, there blah, was. Blah. There was our review of non extreme rules. Raw last night was. Yeah, it was actually pretty decent. Yeah. Didn't watch it. Uh, Lashley and Big E start off because Big E or Lashley challenged him to be a man. Oh, WWE can also say shit now. 
That was only on a pay-per-view. They didn't say it on Raw. And he said chicken shit. And plus they scheduled that. Radio said chicken shit. And plus they scheduled that title match first because they say, oh my God, AEW's still fucking killing us. Watch us. Just turn it on the TV real quick, please. I know. Both of the fucking start matches for Dynamite and Rampage were like huge matches. Like, <laughs> that. And Cornette's having an aneurysm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so Biggie Lashley open, Hurt Business comes back out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was going to go to a six man. Then it leads into the. Cage but then they changed it to a cage, which, like they say, the cage is supposed to keep people from interfering, and it just was more interference. When does that ever work? That's just to cause more chaos. I was going to say when it's hell in a cell, but hell, Kane was at the first one. They get out of every other one. <laughs> All right, we've made this contraption where nobody can get in it, not climb over it. Nobody can get in, nobody can get out. Okay, how are we going to finish the first one? Somebody's going to get in. How are we going to do all the rest of them? Somebody's going to get out. Kane's going to rip the fucking door off. Or someone's going to fall from the top. And, then and almost die. Dive from the top. <laughs> you know what they should have done? Brought back the big blue cage. Yes. I hate to get thrown to that son of a bitch. That shouldn't look like it hurt. I yeah. hell. God damn. Okay, uh, so what was next after the... Eric versus Angel Garza. So I'm confused. Uh, the attractive guys are heel. They're heel. Okay, that explains. Confusion's cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> well, because their promo, like you know, family this, family that, blah blah blah, like it made it all seem all baby, baby. And good, and yeah. yeah. And then the blah, win blah, off blah. the distraction, whatever, blah blah blah. Like yeah, I was just slightly let's, confused. Let's just put it this way: Are they cute? They're not good. The good-looking ones are normally the bad guys. And they use that good looks as part of their heel shtick. Because they're so vain. Fowler. <laughs> There's always an exception. Balor got a water hose. And it broke the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> they could have used it to replace the top rope. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then... Fucking... 24-7 Reggie versus Ricochet. Why are we having goddamn matches for that shit now? Okay. Reggie versus Ricochet could have been a nice little flippy doo dah flip fest and fun and all this shit. Cool. Do it without the fucking 24-7 goddamn title. That title does not should never have been created. It could it was fun when it started. It got old fast. Mm -hmm. But why are we having matches for the damn thing? Yeah. Because you get sick of the same, let's chase this guy, roll him up, and that's it. No, not really. It's better than They can do, 20, like, like, okay, they're not going to call it the hardcore title, but they could do stuff like the hardcore rules. Fighting in damn hotels, fighting in restaurants. It they did. That's what it was first at, in the start. Did the whole, the whole... Drake Maverick on his honeymoon and our truth coming in. Yes, that was great. <laughs> I uh, know, that's what I'm saying. And the stuff at the Drake Maverick's wedding and all that shit. That was great. And the fact he was refusing to consummate his marriage until he got the title back. I mean, that was all good shit. And then you go and you got a fucking... Drake Maverick. They can't see that. I don't give a fuck we can. 
But then it, you go through and they had matches for the hardcore title. Have matches for this. They're throwaway segments. That's all they are. It led to another throwaway segment. Akira Tozawa out there. Blah, blah, blah. I I just want to fight. I don't care who it is. And then here comes Keith Lee. Keith. Bit. Bearcat. Bit. Bearcat Lee. Bit. What's a bit cat? That's my opinion of that damn name. And then, of course, after Keith Lee and the throwaway he has, Priest versus Sheamus again. Hopefully for the last time. No. But we said the same thing for Eve Marie and Dewdrop. And what happens later? Dewdrop's out there defend, trying to go against Charlotte and her little open challenge shit. And then here comes Eve Marie again. You're just like, what the fuck? The thing is, why did they make it an open challenge and then in the middle of a throwaway segment... Oh, you can challenge Charlotte for the title dewdrop. She won't see it coming. That's not an open challenge. That was fucking ridiculous. Well, it was open as to where Charlotte didn't know who the hell she was going to be going against. And then thankfully Shayna broke, fucked up, even Marie broke her arm. Yay. We don't see her for a while. She'll be back Monday. Like, poor Eva Marie trying to get the babyface sympathy and what happens? They tell her, do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got booed when she didn't do it another time. Yeah, the the, the meme going around. The realest moment of Raw. Every fucking body hates Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one thing wrestling fans can agree on. It's Eva Marie fucking sucks. Then you had the six-man match after that. But I'm sick of seeing the fucking Ali and... I like Jordan. them. Who the hell ever I against like gender and who the hell ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that gender gets shit, old. Yes, yeah. But I'm a big fan of Mustafa. I like Ali. But it was Ali, Mansoor, and Hardy. Oh, my God. The little thing that he said about went the fucking crazy. Well, the promo before was pretty good, how they did it, until Jeff done his little line at the end, and you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, I'm about to twist their fate. I was like, don't ever fucking say that again. Don't ever fucking Just give him the old dick twist. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I I mean, you go through and Mansoor and Ali have their little back and forth and they're like, you know, Ali doing the, we don't need Jeff Hardy, we blah, blah, blah. If Jeff Hardy was here, you know what I'd say? And Hardy's right behind him. You know, I mean, those are always funny shit. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, I would say thanks for teaming with me, Jeff. You're a great guy. I like your face paint. Don't say twist of fate. Yeah, that. And Jeff Hardy's a good promo. Hopefully, that's not a catchphrase they're trying to get going forward. It'll be a shirt next week. Probably. <laughs> and then... Because, you know, WWE's t-shirt company now. <laughs> to put Jinder and his guys over that... I do want the new Charlotte shirt, though. Oh, I'll have it burned. I'll stab you. You know what? I wouldn't burn a Charlotte shirt just because I wouldn't buy a Charlotte shirt. So then it was Cross and Riker. Another throwaway. <laughs> I mean... You got one that... One's not over. 
and you're trying to use somebody that's not over to get someone else over. That makes perfect sense, Vince McMahon. One should have been released by now. The other is fucking... No, they released the wrong people, remember? One should have been released by now, and the other is Jackson Riker. If I was cross, I'd have been like, I'm not wearing that stupid fucking shit. Yes. I still need someone to make that make sense, too, because, like, it doesn't. His character... Uh, what the fuck is his character, honestly? His character was taken away completely when they got rid of the, uh, the smoke, the mirrors, and saw Scarlet. His character was Scarlet? Yeah. 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 So then Riddle versus Styles. It's always a good match. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're well, never not going to have a good match. Yeah. They're both really good. The more time uh, you give them, the better it's always going to be. Thought AJ killed him on that burning hammer. Oh, God. That looked great. And the fact that he was able to hit a burning hammer. Yeah, was, the fact that they okayed that. Unless they didn't okay and they're just like, let's fucking do it, bro. I've got money. I'll pay the fucking fine. That's riddled completely. I mean, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? $100,000. Okay, here you go. Dude. I'm going to have to sell my scooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I get another Just one. Just go sell some more weed over there. <laughs> and he smokes through my checklist. Not well, his policy. He don't do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlotte Open Challenge versus Dewdrop. Charlotte off the dis- distraction from Eva. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we mm-hmm. said enough about that a minute ago. Biggie in the cage. Top rope big ending. Then Drew come out to challenge. Yeah, that was just bizarre after that. It's Not like- really, because he couldn't challenge as long as Lashley was the champion so now that Lashley's not the champion he can start to try to challenge for the title again and blah 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 they actually did something that made somewhat sense right there you can throw that shit away now we got good wrestling to cover what what makes sense or we did something right they actually went through with a stipulation and a storyline they said he couldn't challenge for the title as long as Lashley's the champion Lashley's not the champion anymore so he comes out to challenge fair enough yeah could have waited a little bit longer because now you've got it to where everybody loved Drew at the beginning of last year and now because he's been muddled in the title for so damn long everybody hates him well it's uh, heel Drew now going against babyface Big E or Beige, as they like to say. Okay, now, let's talk about the good stuff. (sighs) Oh my god, what a fucking show. Four hours worth of AEW this week that were just... Fan-fucking-tastic start to finish both shows. Oh god, yeah. But let's kick it off. O'Brien. O'Brien. Omega, (laughs) Brian Danielson... 30-minute draw, pure fucking gold wrestling. No, it was... God almighty. And they were just laying it in with those kicks and the fucking The chops. kicks, the chops, the... The fucking forearms. The 30 to 45 seconds at the very beginning that they didn't do anything except stand there and look around, and the crowd is going crazy. And then when they... Uh, 
the pop when they locked up. When was the last time you've seen a pop for a, a collar and elbow tie-up? Punk and Darby. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you see pops for fucking collar and elbow tie-ups? There. I mean, there's not even a damn thing you can say wrong about that match. No. It was booked perfectly. It kept both people strong. They had plenty of time to showcase the talent. The fact that Brian was going for the... Going to try to lock in the submission at the end when everything was over. He kept trying to get it, kept trying to get it. I liked that. I liked how he was throwing in more of the American Dragon stuff and shying away from some of the WWE shit. Yeah, we got to see the fucking counter mutilation. Uh... I like how Brian told WWE, even though they can't really trademark it, he wouldn't do the yes stuff. Yeah. He said, you know, you can't control the crowd what they do, but he's not coming out doing the yes, yes fingers. Which is good because it gives him the time to recreate his own persona in AEW. He don't need to have the yes. Fuck it. I like the fact he's just coming out there in a fucking white t-shirt. <laughs> Because he basically said, this is, I'm going back to basics. He said, I'm not doing the gimmicks. I'm not doing the t-shirts. I'm mm-hmm. not doing none of this. I'm going back to basics with it. I can see them putting a white t-shirt <laughs> on AEW shop and it fucking selling out. Well, I like whenever they did the, the last, like, face-to-face between the two of them. Omega had on just a plain white shirt also. You know, it's like both of them saying, you know what, we'll just strip this whole thing down. And you did because you didn't see Goofy, Elite, Kenny Omega out there. You fucking saw the cleaner. You saw the New Japan, I'm going to have a six-star match, Kenny Omega. Damn right. And it was. It was incredible. And then the little tidbit like towards the end of the match where Brian was like, I'm going to kick his fucking head in. And the crowd went fucking crazy for that. No complaints. I mean, I just wish I need more people to see the promo when he debuted. I mean, I know tons of people have seen it, but like... The after the show, yeah. <clears throat> and for the love of Roman Reigns' number one fan, <laughs> please don't take another Snapdragon on the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> that scared me. And I don't even know the guy for real. You know? That scared the hell out of me. That was, oh my God, horrible. I mean, they're... What are you doing, Brian? Are you trying to kill yourself? I'm sure he got a long discussion when he got home. <laughs> I mean, Vince probably called him like, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Did you hear it? You heard him talk about the match with him and Gulak, right? Brian, Vince getting pissed off at him. All right, you remember when him and Gulak were having their little deal? Yeah. Uh, they did their match at whichever pay-per-view it was. Gulak hits a huge German suplex and uh, Brian landed high. 
like landed more neck and shoulders instead of landing flat. Got back to the back. Vince is pissed. Like pissed off about everything. Uh, basically, he was pissed off about the one bump. He wasn't mad. He's like, match was great. Never take that fucking bump again. I mean, just basically, it's like, like Brian said before, Vince is like a father figure towards him and treats him like, you know, the way he treats him and everything. And yeah, he was pissed off about that. So I could see Vince calling him afterwards if he saw her like, kid, don't do that shit again. Yeah, that was serious. Fuck. But you know, because he said that WWE always restricted him from certain things. And he knows why they did, but you know he's going to push his body to the limit. He's going to go... He said he's got three more years full time. He's going to go to his limit. He's not going to go to WWE's limit Mm -hmm. for him. He knows what he can do. He's not going to try to go past that, hopefully. Uh, Except maybe for his last match. And then everything at the end... uh, with the rest of the elite coming out and doing the triple super kick on Brian just to so Jurassic Express and Christian would come out and then the challenge for Friday night that we'll talk about later so 10 out of 10 would recommend watching that match I will watch it a thousand times over um, next up you had MJF versus Pillman Jr story behind this was fucking great Pillman still, he still got work. He still He's got still green. Work. He's still learning. Uh, he come up, he come up through MLW. And I think I saw very little Pillman at all. Uh, I knew his look just from seeing the pictures, hearing that he was wrestling and everything. Uh, he got put with Teddy Hart down there. It was like a new Hart Foundation type. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he got he got that version of the Hart family. And from, you know, talent-wise, Teddy Hart's amazing. But other things, you don't want to listen to him. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing a lot of shit lately. Well, he'll never be in WWE because of shit that happened at OVW back in the day. But, uh, no, the match was good. Uh, MJF was a good person to have in there with him. He was able to lead him through. Uh, everything looked really good. They were able to hide some of the shortcomings that Pillman Jr. may have. Uh, I like how they used uh little cheerleader, cheerleader girl as distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her name. Uh, they used her as the distraction a couple times to, you know, kind of stop momentum and then gain back. I like that it's not that she's kind of a... She's a wrestler, but she's kind of a true valet, too. Yeah, she doesn't... 
She's the yay, rah, rah, of course, being the cheerleader, but if she has to get physical, she knows how to. And she shies away from contact because it's the guy-girl contact, but when she's in the matches with the female, she's all about it. Like, she's kind of... <laughs> Bitch, where's my water? She's kind of... Melina is like Terry Reynolds yeah. back in the day. I can definitely see Melina more than Terry because Terry, she did get in there and wrestle, but it wasn't anything to write home about. She's not much to write home about. I mean, aside from that, why are you going to make more noise than damn dogs do? Uh, other than that, uh, the finish I really liked him going for that springboard clothesline he does, and then the reversal into that soft of the earth armbar. It's funny as hell because I hardly ever heard the soft of the earth term before MJF, and now this one radio show that I hear every morning when it comes on at six o'clock talks about the host being a soft of the earth kind of guy. I'm just like man. <laughs> So after that was Black and Rhodes. And of course, Cody. I love Cody. Uh, this is... This could have been a million times better than what it was. If I was to rate it, I would say it was the worst match of the entire mm-hmm. yeah. weekend just because of... What you had there, what more could have been? What you overbooked it way too much the with the... With the Black Mist, which, you know, that was okay, I guess. But everything everything leading into it. Well, Arn falling down. Arn falling down. He got up on the wrong side of the ring. He was on the wrong side for the spot. He tried to maneuver his way around the turnbuckle like he used to do a million times when he was tagging with Blanchard, but... Like all of us, he put on a little belly, and he can't get around that turnbuckle no more, and he kind of <laughs> fell. So he had to, he fell and had to get up again and get up, and then, you know, the whole knockdown thing. They tried to do too much in too short of a time. So my question, could AEW use this as a point... To turn Cody. I think so. I think the uh, the black mist that he used, it could be, you could do it as like a mind control thing. Like, it got into him. Like, let the hair start turning. You know, like he sprayed the mist. You know, have like a little bit down by his ears is a little darker and then you know it starts getting mm-hmm. further until it's all black and he's healed. Because you know, let if they if they do it and they follow it based on fan reaction, the fans were not with Cody at all. No no. So like pull it either the brainwashing thing, mind control, whatever, or have it Cody comes out, you know what, I try to do it the right way. 
you know, game over is blah blah blah. But was that just my way. but was that just New York crowd? Because you know, New York crowd is different from anywhere else crowd. But most people that know Black and know the way he works are gonna be behind him. Yeah, but the week before in Cincinnati when Cody came back. But it's also a comeback. Yeah, but still throughout the whole thing, they popped for him until until they saw Cody. So is that just, like you said, was that just comeback or is that just, that's what the reaction is everywhere except New York? I don't know. Because, I mean, hell, those New York after WrestleMania crowds, they were cheering every heel and booing every baby face. I think, which I mean, I love Cody Rhodes regardless. But I would like to see him turn out of this. I think he should. I think he should turn. He should. He should give up the whole nightmare family shit. That's got so out of control. That the nightmare family is like the black and white NWO. Everybody's a member. Of uh, the factory. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody is a member of the Nightmare family that's on the fucking show. So do away with that. Let Cody be heel. Let, let Arn walk. Sorry. You did this last week too. Oh my God, it'll be okay. It's okay. Bitch, we tried it to be been professional. O- it would have been okay to put the bag next to the trash can until we stopped recording. Since when have we ever tried to be professional? Anyways, Cody turns heel. Arn does what? Arn just kind of fade away into the background and then, you know, maybe does something with Tully down the line. Yeah, because I don't really think Cody needs Arn. Really right. He never did. Mm-hmm. It was just something to get him on TV, nostalgia and everything. And Or Arn could even go with his kid. Manage your kid. But if you'd book a Cody Hill turn, how would you do it? I mean, he's already getting the booze somewhat. But you're really getting that heat, well, how would you do it? Okay, you should have been in her earlier. Yeah, that's practice. what we were just talking about while you were oh. in there. Uh, it could You'll be hear either. When you listen to the podcast. He don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> it could be the black mist is like a mind control thing. So the more he gets misted, the more he turns demented. Or it could just be Will said he walks out and cuts the you people promo. <laughs> the, the our favorite promo. Oh God. <laughs> the you people. I try to do it the right way for you people, but you people are you people. That's how that promo goes, right? So then you had FTR versus Sting and Allen. Okay. Yeah, Sting and Darby went over. FTR should have won. I agree. 100%. FTR should have went over. It should have kind of been, that should have been the turning point where Darby and Sting kind of fade away from each other. And well, I don't even say I don't even think that. But it should have been, if they're going to lead this into something... 
FTR should have won. Then if they decide to do Steen and Tully, then it should be a six man. FTR and Tully versus Sting, Darby, and Punk. Yeah. Or Moxley or Kingston because they. Well, now you can't really do that now because what happened at the end of. Yeah. Because I'm really not. As much as I know a match with Tully and Sting would be nostalgic and fun to watch, I don't think. Two guys in their 60s by themselves. Right. It's going to be good. It should be, yes, we get Tully and Steen, but it should be, but we're putting over the You've got account. FTR and Darby and someone else. They'll be in the match, but the focus will be on the other account. And that's why I'm saying not even really Punk. They need to have someone else. Yeah, but who, unless you want to throw Dante Martin in there? Because all your other babyface kind of people like that are already involved in something. Mm. Unless you throw in... I mean, you got Dante Martin, you got Fuego Del Sol, you got... I mean, it could even be like, you know, one of those one-offs, they get jumped and someone comes out to save them. Like, use Fuego or Dante in that aspect. Well, yeah, I mean... It could just be one of those, they're looking for somebody, and they, like, have Dante come up to him and be like, hey, I know we, you know, I know we don't really talk that much. I know we ain't that cool, but I know you need somebody to have your back, you know. (laughs) You are needy. Josh, that's your cue to stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but no, yeah, I don't give those cues. I uh, I totally get. <laughs> I totally agree with the six man, and I agree. FTR should have won that match. Uh, not even because I don't like the Sting and Darby thing, because I do. I think it's helped Darby tremendously. Uh, Sting having Darby has helped him tremendously. Uh, that was like the perfect pairing for each other. I well, think it's really... Being able to ease into the ring that Sting was doing instead of just jumping straight in. But I also think it's reinvigorated Sting's like love was, for the business. I was about to say his drive, his want to, his... Mm. Yeah. So after that, we had Baker and Ruby, which was a good match. It was really good. It absolutely It was, was really good. I... Of course, you had the outside stuff that you're going to have with Rebel Reba, Reba Rebel, whoever the fuck she is. And I ain't even going to say nothing about it. <laughs> Leave the ass alone. Leave it alone. Just let it go. But yeah, the outside interference you, you knew was going to happen. You got no chance to tear that ass up. Calm down. Don't want it. I got nothing. <laughs> But no, that was, it was really good. The outside interference stuff that you knew was going to happen still, I think, throws it off. Yeah. And I would have let 
Ruby have a little bit more time trying to fight out of the lockjaw instead of immediately tapping or giving up or whatever. See, I didn't even, I didn't even hate that. Because well, she got how, out of it once. Right. The fight of getting into it there at the end after everything had already happened, it's like she had exhausted herself and she had, you know, she couldn't do anything else and she knew it. So you've got to look at it this way. Both women in that match know each other. They've worked each other numerous times, numerous places. You knew Ruby wasn't going to win. Right. Yes. But do you want to do the bullshit DQ finish like WWE would do? Or have a legit finish. Yes, there's interference, but there's still a finish. But I also see possibly a triple threat match involving Thunder. Yeah. Wait, I, right. uh, if that leads up to Thunder, the one, I think Thunder needs to be the one that takes the title off. Of that's her. what I'm saying. Thunder, Thunder Rosa's already got her little feud going right now. Yeah. With Nyla and. Diamante. Diamante. Was it Diamante? Yeah. I have to think of which one. Which one she is. Diamante's a shorter one. Ivelisse well, is. I, Ivelisse not with the company anymore. Exactly. But I was thinking when I was watching the NWA thing, whoever the other one was that was in it, I don't remember. But yeah, that or no, was it? It was Jade. It wasn't. Was it Jade? Yeah, Jade Cargill and Jade and Nyla. Jade and Nyla jumped her. It wasn't. That is right. Oh, Thunder and Jade. That would be. But does she take? Does she give Jade her? But Jade's off? also going after Nyla. Because of Nyla dumping her over the ropes in the Battle Royal. Yeah, so it's just a big three-way feud. <laughs> going to go to the dance, the three-way dance. Uh, but yeah, that match, the women's title match, it was good. She exhausted herself, had nothing else to go. Uh, I think they need to keep Thunder Rosa and Bread apart from each other for a little while longer. Yeah. But I do think that Thunder needs to be the one to take the belt. I agree. Just because of everything they went through last year and all the pandemic shit they did, the lights out match. Alright, so getting on to Rampage. Rampage was just the fact, good. The fact that they let the women main event the quote big show. Even though you could argue the first match was the main event because of what it was. The fact that they still get that spotlight to those women's yeah, shows, we're going to accompany that place is. And the fact that they could rise up to it. Damn right. So do we want to start with the big one or start backwards this show since we started the big one the last No, we'll go ahead and start. We'll go through the way it was done. All right, so Punk versus Hobbs. It was, it was a good match. Punk made Hobbs look like a million bucks. He did, and I thought Hobbs was going to break his fucking neck. I just... <laughs> so, like, everything was great. I just have the one sloppy Hurricane Rana move that didn't look good. 
but Hobbs didn't get a good jump or something, or yeah. he might have kicked a rope when he was going to do the flip. I don't know, but yeah, something wasn't right on it, and he landed all on the top slash back of his head, and I was just, oh God. Did he land on Punk's leg? I think maybe. I mean, it kind of looked like when he went over, his head landed on the back of Punk's foot is almost what it looked like happened. Yeah, maybe. And I just know it didn't look good at all, and I was I was scared. I haven't been that scared since Daniel Bryan took a Snapdragon suplex on, on the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was good. Like, I love the fact Punk's going out there putting over... Working with the young guys, helping them out, putting them over. Making them look like a million bucks, even if Punk gets the win. That's my thing. And that's where he said he was going to set out to do it. He was, he's here to help yeah. these younger guys. And Daniel Bryan said he's just here to fuck shit up. He's like, I'm going to talk about these young kids. I'm going to kick their fucking heads in. But um, I did like to finish Hook trying to interfere. Punk moving, Hobbs taking out Hook. And then hit the GTS. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, like we were saying, you know, Punk just helping out the guys, helping them move up. Uh, I know when we were watching it Friday, I don't remember if it was one of the, either me, me or you or who said it, but, you know, somebody made the comment, man, Mark Henry could do something with Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Let Hobbs and Mark Henry work together. That'll be a great... And with Henry not being on commentary now, we can do that. Henry and Henry and Paul, Paul White both. Both of them can, can do some wonders for these big men in there. Well, especially Hobbs being the uh, bigger... Uh, not the tall... Like, he's but, more... Stout like Henry. Right, like Henry, not tall like Big Fisher. Show. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's he's Henry's frame, so yeah. Which, shout out to Big Show on his Elevation match. Okay. He okay. took out three people in one match. It was a three-on-one match. It was whoever the fuck came out with QT Marshall. Oh, them motherfuckers. Yeah. But the gun club also jumped in to start the match, and he took all three of them. To, so technically he took six people in one match. That didn't right. And he turned back heel right after it, right? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. The guy's not going to do me anymore. I forgot. Man, I ain't seen a good six on one in a while. That one couch thing don't count. <laughs> <laughs> that cast the couch don't count, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, since Pug and Hobbs was the first out of Team Taz... Has Hook even wrestled like a match? No. I don't know if he's trained. I don't know if he's greener and shit. Or I don't know what. Wait, who his daddy is? How he not trained? Shit. True. True. I. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're waiting. I don't know if it, it, it probably ends up leading to be his match, but I feel for sure pissed for Hook. I figured he needs to get over. I think Hook's not going to have a choice if he keeps coming to Punk's face. <laughs> Punk's going to lay his ass out. <laughs> How old is he? Like, what, 19, I think? He's a young kid. I don't know. He's like 20, I think. I don't know. The only thing I know about Hook yeah. is the text message that Will sent my wife that one week. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Don't worry, Wood has got that permanently engraved in his head, and if not, he'll just go back and pause the TV. That's okay. I'll also follow him on Instagram now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of people will go crazy over, did you hear about uh, Kip Sabian maybe close to coming back? He showed back up in a dark match or something. Oh, speaking of Kip, apparently he stayed... This new gimmick he's doing, he's wearing a cardboard box over his head. Over, underrated, over it. Apparently he had that on and stayed outside Arthur Ashe Stadium the whole four hours. Outside in that, living that gimmick. That's cool. I know they said he was, uh, like, watching old clips of himself with the cardboard box on his head. Yeah. Which, which kind of pisses me off, because I'd, I'd come up with the over-under gimmick. Uh, yes, I remember that. There's a bug in this house somewhere, and all these wrestling companies are listening to it. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Tony, I'll help you write, dude. Me, you, and Jericho. I'll be a referee. Hey, Tony, you need any more referees? Me, you, and Jericho, Tony. We got this. Yep. Hire Will, too. He, he can help. He can do some shit. Costume design. <laughs> We already know Sonny in there. Yeah. We got the hookup. What up, Clint? Yeah, that your your penis would look really good in these spandex. <laughs> and then he's talking to when he's, when he's designing the women. They, she comes up. This is my idea. Oh, honey, no, 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 no. Let me show you what I got for you. And he's like, holds out this whole big ass book out. Okay, this is what you're going to wear tonight. For one, I can't design shit. This is what you're going to wear. It's a pillowcase. It covers all this up that I don't want to see. <laughs> Just because I like dudes does not mean I do not find women attractive. <laughs> he said that, not me. Shut up, closet case. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was giving you RuPaul Dragways kind of compliments. Are you fucking talking shit to me? Anyways. He just created a new app. Did you hear that? Drag ways. <laughs> RuPaul tell you how to get somewhere. Dude, I would pay for that with an instant. <laughs> RuPaul telling you how to get somewhere. I'm, see, look, we can make some goddamn money. <laughs> I would fucking pay for that in an instant. Good <laughs> lord. RuPaul and Tondrick, word, take a laugh. <laughs> All right, what's... <laughs> and the rails have disappeared for a moment. <laughs> I don't know if we can find the rails to get back on. So next up was oh. Super Click versus Cajun Express. Cajun Express. The Express Cage. No, Cajun Express is that restaurant at the mall we eat <laughs> oh, at. Oh yeah, that's a good place. That's great. That was a good place. <laughs> no, I thought this was oh, a. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We have nobody to help us get back on the rails. Oh, so I sorry, think, John. I think it was a good match. It was. It was a good match. Uh, the versatility between everybody in the ring was great. Yeah, and the they, future matches that can come out of this is going to be, oh my God. Yeah. Dynamite tomorrow. Yeah, Jungle Boy and Adam Cole tomorrow. <sighs> I'm going to need... You're going to need like 10 bottles of water. I'm going to need Mass Singer to come on at a different time. I'm just saying. That's why you Hulu Mass Singer and watch it the next day. Like we do. 
I gotta get my Hulu paid for at the moment. Yeah. Okay. But then you come over here on Thursday and you watch <coughs> it with us. I work on Thursdays. Well, then you're just shit out of fucking luck there, buddy. Yeah, one more time. On Thursdays. I've already threatened to quit twice this week. It's, it's... Oh, good goddamn. <laughs> it's been a really bad week. Far on the podcast. Look at that big old book. That was a fart right there. No, that was Will talking. Then that was you saying, fart on the podcast. <laughs> that was like the third fart on the podcast. Alrighty. But yeah, great match. Alright, the way they all three teamed up to go to get the pin on Luchasaurus, I liked. Uh, still giving him the big man, big feel, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Tell you, take that mask off. When the time is right, Monster Heel, he will fucking be a beast. Yeah, but the worst thing WCW did with uh, Mysterio was take the mask off. But see, that's the thing, though. Yeah, the mask is all he's been for this gimmick, but he, I feel like he could be more with that. Whether it's the mask from Mysterio, that was Mysterio. That was who he was. Well, no, I'm talking for marketing standpoint. Maybe you got the mask, you got more merch. You can wear a different them. mask. I'm, I have not seen a AEW shop, so I don't know if they sell them. I need AEW to come like close to here so we can all go. I made a post on Twitter. I need to answer that shit. Come to McKenzie Arena in Chattanooga. Fuck it, come to Atlanta. We can drive. Well, yeah. Well, they <laughs> did come to Atlanta that one time. Thompson Bowling in Knoxville. Yeah. That's an easier drive than going to Atlanta. Nashville, hell. <laughs> yeah, Knoxville, Nashville, Atlanta. You've got three choices, AEW. Come again soon. I mean, shit, Birmingham ain't that far away. Nope. That, they, we, got, we gave you 40 choices. We want to see y'all. I'll pay good money. We will pay good money for tickets. Because I'm getting front for AEW. Fuck all this shit. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No. No, you will go to fucking jail. Them fucking... They, they need better rails. <laughs> <laughs> I like the old school rails. Yeah, I don't like it if it's killing me. Well, that's when you make sure your knees are in between the little things. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, next match. After the sixth man, which was great. Men of the Year versus Jericho and Hager. Uh, match was okay. I like I like Hager, but I've never been a huge Hager fan. Yeah. He's... Even doing the Jack Swagger stuff, I liked him, but I was just like, there's something missing. Yeah. Do you still think there's something missing? Yes. Yeah, there's nothing in between the ears. I mean, there's something I just can't put my finger on what it is. I like him, but there's something... He has that one piece. Where he's not... Yeah, he's not to that next level, I don't think. Uh, Jericho... Jericho is Jericho. I mean, there's not much else you can say about that. He can have a good match with a broomstick. I can't decide if I love the whole Dan Lambert stuff or if I hate it. I do, and I liked it even more with the post-match on this one. With everybody coming in. Uh, 
everybody coming in doing the beat down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Page, Page, Van, Page Van Zandt doing the rapid punches on Jericho, leading into the Masvidal running knee. Uh, that knee was beautiful. Well, how much do you keep up with UFC? None. Okay, Jorge, <laughs> Jorge Masvidal, the guy that hit that knee, holds a record for the fastest knockout in UFC history at five seconds. With the oh. knee? With that knee. That's That was the whole fight. It was him and this guy, Ben Askren, that... uh. The guy Jake Paul beat his ass. Uh, uh, I don't count Jake Paul matches when it's just they, who they pay to lose. Right. Yeah. Uh, they start the fight. They start to get close. You saw Ashran go like he was going to go to shoot. Masvidal runs, hits that knee, knocked out cold. Five seconds. That. And if this leads to a Masvidal fight or a match, oh. That'd be awesome. Well, you saw what Jericho did with Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. You saw what, I mean, he made it, he made chicken shit into chicken salad. Or chicken soup for the soul or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. Jericho can work magic. And if you get somebody that's into it like that, I mean, is Masvidal a wrestler? No. Could he make you look good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the MMA guys who have been to wrestling before. Ken Shamrock, Dan Severn, uh, Tom Lawler. I mean, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. It can be done. And the, the talent and the... Matt Riddle. The people that can work with Masvidal behind the scenes to brush him up just a little bit more. I mean, if you go in there and you give him and Jericho a month to -hmm. put something, or not even a month, you could give them a week and a half to put something together and Jericho would make it work. Yeah, a fine 10, 12-minute match. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything big. And it it could not even have to have a finish. It could be, you know, Jericho maybe has him down, goes for the... Lion salt or something, and then there's Ethan Page to cut it off, and it just stays in with Jericho and Ethan Page. Yeah, or you can like you know have it be a quick couple minute match, and then he hits the knee, and they don't call the bell or anything. They're freaking out because Jericho's fucking knocked out cold. Or Jericho goes for the lion tamer, and then that's when somebody comes out. What was next? HFO, Lucha Bros, and Santana Ortiz. Fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that the switch outs with Santana and them using each other's stuff. Yeah. Like, I thought it was great. The big four-way dive they did. Just the crowd. The crowd was so amped up for them. And I say it every week. The fucking Butcher. I think I love Manny Crusher and the Butcher. He does. I fucking love the Butcher. Like, there was nothing, nothing to even fucking say about that match. Like, I mean... You can't say anything negative about that match. There's so much positive stuff you could say about that match. And then just everything that can come out of that from, you know, any of those three teams getting a tag title shot to the... Eventual, what I think is going to be the big feud coming out of it. Uh, 
Lucha Brothers against Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Which, you know, they've had matches before. But you get this big stage, you get the big arena, you get the crowd. Now think of the shit they're going to pull off. It's going to be fucking incredible. You get throw Private Party in a triple threat match. Or a four-way fucking ladder match. Those four teams. I mean, that's what could start to break up the the Hardy office family, house Hardy, whatever the fuck they're calling, you know? Uh, Mark Quinn and the Butcher are up there trying to get the belts and they start fighting each other. I like it. As long as it's a Butcher. As long as it's a Butcher. So then after that, it's Anna Jay and Penelope Ford. Anna Jay is going to end up being a big... Anna looks fan, has looked great since she's returned. Yeah. And Penelope looks good, too. Penelope's a good worker, too. I mean, if she would learn how to wear some brass nuts. I can't believe she had trouble putting the motherfuckers on again. <laughs> did I just... Did I just... Did I put back her? She... I swear. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Just take them to your damn fucking fist. You know how brass knucks look. They got the four holes, and then it's got the little opening that's got the other part that goes into your palm. She tried to hold on and put her hand through the little part that goes in the palm, and then she's like, wait, no, that's not right. And then she tried to <laughs> put it on backwards with that part sticking out, and she's like, no, that's really not right. <laughs> Maybe they should let Bunny use the knucks. <laughs> or... They need to make a dumbed down version that's not Nux, like the little one gimmick I had. That looks like something you're putting something on your hand, but you don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, it still works. You're gonna hit somebody with it. I mean, the match was good. Once Bunny come out, you knew the ending. Yeah, post match, I liked the tease. Just you know. Uh, the whole Dark Order confronting each other and then... Still happened in the center of the Dark Order and Well, half of them reaching for the handshake and then you got Uno and Stu walking away and Colt standing there like, wait, what? Am I... Wait, we're just... Well, no. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to stand right I mean, you got the Rochester shows coming up this week. Massive rumor mill that Bray's showing up. Well, and then the how can he show up was answered. Did you hear that one? Wait, what? Uh, I seen something for it, but I don't think I ever got a chance to read it. I didn't. The 90-day no-compete clause. Right. It. Some people have it in their contract that that clause can be completely waived. And they don't get paid. But they don't get paid for it. Hmm. So you don't get paid for any of the 90 days if you decide to waive that. If you waive it, if you don't waive it and you keep the clause, you get paid for your 90 days. Where's that plenty of money fucking waive that shit? Dan, with it being Brody's hometown, I, I could see it. Yeah, because what better way? Because that was his brother. What better way to reinvigorate his career by debuting in his best friend's hometown? And you know how I would do it? Let's hear it. Open the show. With negative one in the ring. 
There's a close-up shot on negative one, and all you can see is somebody standing behind him. Pull back, and it's Eric Redbeard. You know, again, uh, Brody's friend. He's there with Brody's son. Here comes the Dark Order out and everything. They start fighting. They start arguing. Redbeard speaks up to where it looks like he's going to be the one trying to bring them together. No, this is not what he would want. This is not what he would have wanted. This isn't it. Lights go out. It comes up on the screen. You're right, brother. This isn't what he would have wanted. And it's Wyatt up on the screen talking. Does he actually come out in front of the crowd? He doesn't have to. Could be affected with him not having to. I mean, are they taping Rampage? I don't think so. I was about to say, if they were going to tape Rampage, have him just do the screen for Dynamite and then come out for Rampage. Yeah, because I love how they're making Rampage feel like. Just they're making show. Rampage is just as big of a deal, so it's not like the, the actual movie. first on-screen appearance oh. or in-ring appearance of Wyatt be... Yeah. Well, is that it? Is that all for Rampage? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Okay, so Penelope and Anna Jay finished it up. Mm hmm. Nice. Okay. Oh, while I'm on the subject, before mm -hmm. I forget. So, I was seeing this rumor. I don't know how true it is, but apparently there's talks of them doing a secondary women's championship in AEW. Yeah, the TBS title. Mm hmm. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like how instead of moving both shows to TBS, they're going to keep Rampage. Rampage on TNT. Do you I, think that's going to hurt Dynamite? Move into TBS? No. No, because if they would have left it on TNT, it would have been preempted so many fucking times by sports. Mm. You put it over on TBS and actually know and maybe do a simulcast the first few weeks. Uh, the local ESPN radio station, it moved from 105.1 to 95.3 okay. for like a month before they actually did the full move. They kept saying, we're moving stations. We're moving stations. Go ahead, change your presets over here to this station because this is what's going to happen. So you simulcast on TBS and TNT both. Okay. Hey, if you're enjoying Dynamite, don't forget. It's <coughs> going to be over here permanently starting... This day. What, July 5th or, or January. January 5th. Do We're going to be over here full time starting in January. Don't forget. So yeah, start doing that like middle of November. So the last two shows in November, all of December are on both channels. That way you can get people ready and looking to go TBS. Do you think, because TBS is now more like a family-oriented type of network, do you think that changes the format of how they do Dynamite? Do you think they still keep the edgy, the TV-14 rating and all that kind of stuff? I do, just because the same company owns both. Okay. And they'll show the same movies on both channels. Uh, they show, and 
TBS, I, I know you've sat and watched some of it with me, Miracle Workers. Yes. <laughs> That's a TBS show. Okay. So if they get away with that stuff on TBS for Miracle Workers, why wouldn't they do it? I mean, they might cut out a shit or two. Oh, yeah, I forgot that one clip you showed us. I can't not see it. And I don't like it. Well, see, I watched the first season all the way through and caught the first couple episodes of the second season. And the second season was just so fucking hilarious because the last name shit shoulder. <laughs> But no, I don't see them. I don't see them losing the ratings moving over, just because, like I said, they have their own stuff and their own ways of doing things over on TBS to where it's not totally kid friendly. I mean, if they were switching it to a different Turner Network, like Cartoon Network, I could see them cutting out a whole lot of shits and. Nah. You see the damn cartoons that come up another. Uh, that's only on uh, Adult Swim. Though. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Amazing World of Gumball, all that shit, they high as fuck. They are not. They're kids' shows. <clears throat> and Johnny Bravo got me too. <laughs> Motherfucker. <clears throat> well, all right, guys, that was our coverage of wrestling this week give us two minutes we'll be back and discuss our top five underrated talent he took over your thing he did try to take over my thing but I'm not gonna let him because we didn't go over was there any other news for the week oh, and I know besides what? just going over the results well, what, what, was there any news for the week has anybody got any other news for the week well you watched the same things that I did can you think of anything that needed to Anything else that needed to be said about anything? Any? No. Just because you watch the same things does not mean you're on the same page. Because he, he's the bad thing is he got a better memory than I do. That's why I ask him. Can you think of anything else? Roman Reigns is dead to me. Roman Reigns is dead to her. Roman Reigns is dead to her. That's that's the sexiest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> she still wants Mallard's water hose though. Dong. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be right back <laughs> to go over our top five misused, underutilized, whatever the hell you want to call this list. So uh, we'll be right back, guys. All right, we are back and uh, ready to go with these top five. What is this going to be? What is it? Let's get the name. Is it underused, underutilized, misused? All of the above. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> underutilized, mis... Under misutilized. Under misutilized. Who is misutilized? She's misutilized? <laughs> I wouldn't like to be <laughs> Josh would not. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Moving on. 
Uh, okay. We'll start off like we always do with Coxie over here. Fuck off. All right. Oh, we normally start off with Jennifer, but she's still not feeling well. She says she might. Well, she walked in here now. I'm looking for my debit card in my badge, not to talk with you guys. Well, fine. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> that was just rude. I just said I wanted to have you on top of me too. Actually, we did. Thank you very much. Is your debit card with it? Her debit card looked like this. Yeah, like this. Really, it does. I have so many questions. She washed, washed and dried. I washed and dried. At least it was clean. It's clean. clean. So it went from debit card to debit card. <laughs> <laughs> debit card. It went from erect to flaccid. Probably the article of clothing somewhere. Well. Love you. Okay. <laughs> so she didn't she doesn't have her top five. Hey, this is your list. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay, so her list is Dolph Ziggler five times. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn alternating. No, I only got two. Quit being a dish douchebag. A dish douche. A dish douche. <laughs> dish douchebag. Douche okay, but Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn is her list. She didn't come up with all five, but that's okay. Ow, motherfucker. So now we'll move on, Josh. What is your? Well, hold on. We'll let Will do his since you copied Will's. I did not copy Will's. <laughs> Go ahead, William. I can think of at least two you copy, bitch. <laughs> Just name your fucking people. Okay, so number one for me is my boy Ryder. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. I mean, how many people do you let get a WrestleMania moment just to say "fuck you" the day after? How many Why people? do we have to bring that up all the time? Because that's me the think, biggest fuck you. And then make me think of all the money I could have made that night. <laughs> because that's the biggest fuck you that they give to Ryder. I mean, we're going to let you win this big Intercontinental title ladder match at WrestleMania. We're going to get you over. The crowd loves you. You're, you fucking got yourself over. We're finally going to push you. And then the very next night, you're going to lose it to Miz and then you're not going to do shit. That's like getting fucked in the ass and not even having the common courtesy to give him a goddamn wrench around. <laughs> William, elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that you would like for another to do? Is that something that you were automatically assuming is going to happen? Look, I would just rather suck a dick. All that other shit's extra work. <laughs> what about the rusty trombone? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your problem is what exactly? Okay, so shit we got Ryder. What's next? Same thing. Oh, yeah. I already had that one on there. I wrote that down. The I had it on there last week. Uh -uh. 
Sami Zayn has one of the best matches in NXT TakeOver history. Him and Nakamura, Nakamura's debut was fucking incredible. And then you come to the main roster and... Nothing. I had a tremendous, amazing fucking showing against... Cena. Cena in his debut. But he tears his fucking shoulder out on his entrance. Which of course, if you get one injury, your date, your exactly, you're injury prone, and it fucking haunts you. Doesn't matter what it is, how freak it is, whose fault it is. Not even if it's well, it only ma- it only matters if it's the favorite person doing the injury. I can name somebody who tore his knee up and is still on top. The same person that injured Sting and that injured. Other people. Ballard. That was his mm-hmm. best Ballard. Mm-hmm. Who I forgot? My girl Lana. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Lana had so much potential as a worker. She also never got the time to fucking try. That's what she was supposed to do at the time. What is? You can throw those. (laughs) Oh, I would rather you not, but they're throwable. (laughs) (laughs) So then Naomi and Ricochet. Ricochet definitely. Naomi definitely. One hundred percent Ricochet. Naomi, I don't agree with as much. Here lately, I do. Yeah, here lately, but it's... She's had one fucking run with a title. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was a bullshit run. Okay. And then she's really done nothing. The Funkodactyls was stupid. Incredibly stupid. Yeah, but that's what got her on TV the first time. Still stupid. Anytime she tries to It go worked out, out better for her match. than it did Cameron. Fuck well, her. Cameron's favorite matches was my fucking Melina and Alicia Fox, so she wasn't even a wrestling fan. Fuck her. So, like, there, there was so much... I always liked Alicia Fox. So much potential <clears throat> in Naomi as a champion contender. Yeah, but... It always happens with everything. You get those hand-picked few, and if you're not one of those few, you're not going to get shit. Especially when it comes to the women's division, because there's less. There's two titles. Where on the men's side, there's four. But even then, if there's only two fucking titles, that should mean not have the same two people with the titles all the time. That's what I'm saying. You got the handful of five or six people that it just rotates through. And then after that rotation gets old, you move them over to a different thing, and then the rotation starts different. I mean, look how good Rhea Ripley is. They're not letting Rhea get in that that rotation. They've just put Ale- pushed Alexa Bliss out of that rotation. Uh. 
So, I mean, I agree with your list. I agree she has been underused and underutilized. But it's a lot harder to get anything as a woman in that company just because of she doesn't fit Vince McMahon's ideals. But fuck his ideas. And do we even need to get started about fucking Ricochet? <laughs> this guy was fucking incredible all over the independent scene. Lucha Underground, Triple A. He wasn't in Lucha Underground. Oh, I don't know why I'm getting him confused. The Prince Puma. My God, I'm so sorry, guys. He wasn't in Lucha Underground. I apologize, guys. I still say that shit they did, him and Velveteen on that one takeover where he had the Prince Puma tights on. Rich, he's like, I know who you are. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, Ricochet is amazing. They don't. They pull him up with Aleister Black as a tag team, which that made no sense because they never tagged. They never had any contact on NXT. It was a good tag team, and then they just shit on it. And when they shit on it. They had to add the stupid sound effect because if he's going to be a ricochet, you got to have the ping, ping, ping in his Pew. ring music. Then, of course, he apparently got busted liking an anti-WWE creative oh. whatever on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Hopefully, he'll get released. <laughs> if, only, if only he's that lucky. Hopefully he gets released and then waves a 90-day <laughs> I didn't know that was an option, man. I don't know why everybody doesn't do that if they can or if it's just certain people that it's wrote into their contract that way. Yeah, I bet only certain people get the option to have that in there. I bet that was wrote into Braves because they're like, oh, Braves not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did we check and see if uh, that wave clause was still in Bray's uh, contract? Can somebody go double check that? Oh, he's released the fuck. Wait, that guy got fired that's supposed to check that? Damn it. All right, Josh. What's your list? I'm going to go ahead and do the ones that I've apparently copied. Hmm. Sami Zayn. Copycat. I mean, the guy's a fucking star. I mean, take him to the independent scene. Let him go back to it. All that he'll be just as much over as he was before. Of course, Naomi. Honestly, I think what Naomi needs to get that extra level of her superstardom, she needs a heel turn, an out and out heel turn, become a fucking monster right through the division. That's what she needs, and I guarantee you that'll get her to that next level. Then I've got well, put her with the go ahead. on that on that note. I, I was just about to say that would be the only way that it would work. What bloodline? To put her with the bloodline. That's what I was thinking, too. Because putting her with the bloodline, she's going to be with her husband. She's going to be with all, her family, pretty much. And it'll work. I was thinking the same. I didn't think they would do that because of that. That is, I think, the reason why they would do it. Because it is, and everybody knows that that's family, that she's married to one of the Usos. So it would make sense to put them in that group. I mean, that's why she's on SmackDown now. It's because he's there. Mm-hmm. Then I've got... And go ahead. If you were to do anything else to turn her heel, 
SmackDown is overrun with heel women. That's the only that's the only downside to turning her heel is because there are too many already. Yeah, you don't have a, a good even balance of baby faces and heels. I think that's the problem. WWE in general, they have too many heels. They're I mean, baby face women on SmackDown, I can only name two, and that's just because we've talked about them today. Yeah, Liv and Bianca. Bianca. Then uh, I've got Zelina Vega. Uh, I thought she was great when she was an impact as Thea Trinidad. I've not seen anything else of her work other than impact. I know she can fucking talk. I know she can fucking be better than what they're fucking giving her. Still to this day, don't know. After all the shit that they're giving her since she came back, I don't know why she resigned with that company. I mean, she was in the fucking Page movie for crying out loud. Yeah, for real. I mean, and then they they put her with Andrade, which was great. You know the whole NXT run with her and Andrade. That, that was, was good. Then they bring her. They bring them both up to the main roster. And I don't have Andrade on my list, but he was totally underused. I mean, he got royally fucked over. Yeah. And in turn, she did too. And then they tried to put her with uh, Garza. That didn't work. And that didn't work. And then, okay, you're a wrestler now. Go wrestle. And they shit on her before she had a chance to do anything. And then they release her. And then she comes back for who the fuck knows why. No idea. She deserves more than what she's getting. Then I have Kevin Owens. Honestly, yeah, he had that good long reign as Universal Champion after Balor had to drop the title. He had that good long reign with Jericho. I had no problems with him ever dropping it, but the way he fucking dropped it, he had to get fucking demolished by fucking Shitberg. And that was it. Couldn't have no storyline behind it. Couldn't have a good match with Jericho at WrestleMania like it was supposed to have been. That was the plan to start off, and then no. Well, I completely agree, but you're like, there's no storyline behind it. There was storyline behind it. It just wasn't with Owens and Goldberg. It was with Owens and Jericho. And then the storyline of how he won it, it never got picked up on. Yeah, the, the bigger picture was Seth turning being turned on by Triple H and leading to their match at WrestleMania. But literally, he hands the title to Owen, checks his hands, he's raising his hands. I was like, okay, we got Owens and Triple H, what's going on here? Is he joining the authority? What's going on? That was it. Nothing. Nothing else. But, yeah, he's had some great matches. He's had some reigns as top. He's, but he never went to the top of the card ever again after that. I think he's, he could definitely be more the man can work, the man can talk. I believe he'll be one of the next big stars that gets released and goes to AEW. And then, of course, my number one will always be my number one. This man could have been big. He still could be big. Fucking Cesaro. Uh, 100% Cesaro. He should have. He should have had multiple world title rings by now. Yep. But Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon says he gets no crowd reaction. Well, what do you expect when you turn a guy 100 times in 80 weeks? You change his ring music every other day. 
You don't know whether you wanted to tag, whether you wanted to be singles, whether you wanted to do this, do that. I mean... As soon as he gets over and he's starting to get over huge as a baby, you turn him heel. As soon as he starts to get over as a heel and they start booing him where you could move him up, you turn him baby. I mean, think about it. When he first came in, did great there. You put him in that tag team of Tyson Kidd. They killed it. Of course, Tyson had that serious injury. almost killed him. No big deal. You keep him on the card... He's, he has this incredible feud with Sheamus. They have the best of series series. That best of seven series with him and Sheamus was incredible. Then you put him as a tag team because you're like, hey, maybe this is something. They fucking have great as a tag team. And then he shows he can make it as a main event level uh, competitor because of the feud he had with Roman. Can he talk? The match he had with Roman, I think, was one of Roman's top two or three matches. I agree. He gave that... He gave the believability in that match that Roman hasn't had since he's had that universal title. And he might not be the best talker because of his accent, but the man can cut a promo. Yeah, and you let him cut that smart-ass foreign promo. Yes. Let him utilize. He speaks five languages. Let him talk shit in five languages. It'll get over. One way well, that's what he was doing when he first came on was the whole five-language thing. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't go back to that just because that's one of those, it got old back then and that's when people weren't so high on him because of the promo. Let him go out there and just like, let him cut the promo in a different language. And when somebody's standing there, like somebody's interviewing, you know, random interviewer number three backstage. Cesaro, can we get a word? And holds out the microphone. And he speaks, you know, Swiss the first week. And she's like, okay, well, for those of us who don't speak another language, can you tell us what that means? And he just looks down and goes, no, and walks away. I mean, that's the kind of heel asshole. It's not coming out here. One, two, three, four, five. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. You know, it's not, I can speak this language. Un, deux, trois. You know, it's not, I can speak these this many languages, so you shouldn't like me. I should be an asshole. It's, I'll speak this language, then when you really want to know what I'm trying to say, I'm just like, fuck off. like that. All right, let's hear your list, Jason. All right, number five, the Nexus. Oh. Nice. I like that, yeah. That could have been the next big faction. That should have been the next big faction. Cena couldn't get out of his own fucking way. There's no reason why Cena should have beat Wade Barrett. I agree. I mean, that... The domination that they had to start off, they could have... They could have ran Raw for... They could still be running Raw now. And every group that they brought in, could you imagine the Wyatt family against the Nexus? Could you imagine the fucking Shield against the Nexus? Yeah. Fucking DX doing their comeback like they did a few times to go in against the Nexus and just get killed. Yeah. Could have been incredible. And then you guys want to talk about Lana and Naomi not getting their fair shake. 
the Riot Squad. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, the three of them come up. Only one of them is still with the company right now. Uh, Liv Morgan, she's just now starting to kind of get that rise. So, you know, I might have to adjust this list and be like, the Riot Squad, except Liv Morgan. But no, Ruby, when she was there, she made a huge debut in NXT. I mean, huge impact when she debuted. Uh, goes through, comes up to the main roster, and they never did anything with her. Never at all. Then you come up and you get uh, Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan, I'll say this till the day I die. She should have been left to do her crazy Mary Dobson gimmick. But instead of being Crazy Mary, she should have been Sister Abigail. I can agree with that. And then this whole stupid bullshit with Alexa wouldn't be going on right now because Bray would have already had a female with him. And you wouldn't have had to worry about any of that shit. Very fair point. And then move up. Number three, Finn Balor. Debuts, what was he, like Raw's second draft pick that year? Third. The third pick overall. It was Raw one, SmackDown two, and he was the next pick for Raw. So Raw's second pick. Goes against Seth Rollins, wins a match, but Seth hurts him in the match. And as soon as that happened, just like you said, he's accident-prone, injury-prone, he's going to get hurt, can't trust him, can't rely on him. And from that point on, he didn't get shit. No. But all the stuff that they did Sunday was fantastic. Agreed, but they killed the demon. No, God did. They had God kill the demon. No, God needed to get that trophy on Xbox, so he had to get that godly knowledge. There you go. XP points. Right. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Kill the demon. Demon Slayer. And keeping with the demon dark shit, Tommy End, Aleister Black. That guy was, along with Bray, a creative genius. The thought he put in his character and the thought that this could have been an incredible dark character that could rival The Undertaker. His long-term storytelling is better than WWE's because he's still running a storyline that started in WWE. Yeah. Still to this day, while he's in AEW, he's still doing the I storyline that he was doing. Yeah, if that isn't fucking longevity and determination, I don't know what is. I mean, it's commitment to his character. He's like, okay, this is the idea. This is the plan I had going forward. It's a fucking good idea. I'm still going to do it. Yeah. And Vince, 
Vince didn't know what to do with him. Because he didn't know. He didn't get he, Aleister Black. He brought him up to tag with Ricochet. He didn't even know who the hell Aleister Black was. He just went and said, who's four guys in NXT that are popular? Okay, bring them up. But that's the biggest thing with Vince. He doesn't understand what he's got when he's got it. He uses it. No, he not at all. Watch NXT. He doesn't watch. When he calls guys up to the main roster, he just he just finds out who's popular, who's big. All right, I want these guys. Triple H probably like, God damn it, Vince, no. I I wouldn't doubt it. There. I so, mean, look at what just happened with Keith Lee. He makes his debut on on the main roster. One, they take his entrance music away. Two, they make him change gear. I mean, they changed everything about him and expect him to try to get over. I mean, and now doing the Bearcat thing. Okay, so supposedly it's all about... It's about a wrestler that was, you know, ended held to end segregation in wrestling. Okay, that's great. That's all well and good. I'm glad he's, you know, doing the tribute. But Keith Bearcat Lee just doesn't sound right. Nope. I don't know why I moved on to talking about Keith Lee when I was talking about Aleister Black, but... Aleister Black, that's my number two. And then, number one, I'm surprised more people, more of y'all didn't say this. Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. I did originally have Bray, but... I was tending to go more people that were still with the WWE. But, yeah. But, see, that's the thing. I I was thinking more people that were already gone because they were screwed out of it so much. Makes more sense, yeah. I mean, if you go people that are still in WWE, you go people like Chad Gable. You go people like fucking... Oh, well, like I said, Finn Balor. Like y'all said, Sami Zayn. Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, guys like that. And like I said about Alistair Bray Wyatt's another guy that could have kept that supernatural gimmick like The Undertaker that could have had that longevity that could have been our, their, this era's version of The Undertaker for somebody that could have led the locker room that could have kept that. But no. And then let me tell you something. The guy has recreated himself multiple times. The guy had the idea for The Fiend in a throwaway get promo Back when he was still doing the Wyatt Family gimmick in like 2015. If you go back and listen to one of those promos, he references The Fiend. Like that, you talk about Alistair Black's long time storytelling. Wyatt had that tucked away in his pocket years before. Guy's a genius. I'm just looking forward to whatever's next, whatever the new stuff he's going to come up with doing all this shit. Oh yeah, not restricted. Oh God. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. I'm all for it. And, like I said, I'm not just talking about Wyatt. I'm talking about the entire Wyatt family. Yeah. I mean, Eric Rowan. Was he the greatest worker ever? No. But in that group, he... In that group, he fit the tag team with him and... Harper was perfect. Uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee, whatever you want to call him. It was a perfect tag team. It was great. Uh they went from not knowing each other to hating each other to loving each other and, you know, everything. And then the fact that Luke Harper, Brody Lee, was never a heavyweight champion. Is 
an outrage. Uh, Vince not wanting to push him because he couldn't do a southern accent. He's a fucking New Yorker. Exactly. But, but your character's southern. But he wanted to give... He wanted him to have a southern character. And because he couldn't do a southern accent, Vince is like, okay, well, there's no point in trying to push this guy. He can't, he can't follow orders, man. Fuck you, Vince. I mean, look what happened as soon as he gets released. He goes to AEW, becomes a leader of the Dark Order, has that killer match and feud with Cody, Cody to start off, becomes TNT champion. And then everything else that happened, you know, I. And then, you know, Bray Wyatt, you have so much to look forward to in the future. Yes. Wherever he decides to go, if it's not AEW and he does go to Impact, either way, I mean, it's going to do amazing shit. I feel like a lot of eyes are going to be on AEW tomorrow. As always. Well, they always are, but yeah, I completely agree. I swear to God, if it starts off with negative one in the <laughs> ring with a close-up, I'm going to start looking for a fucking bug in this house. Because too much shit that we say winds up happening on the TV. <laughs> I'm telling you, you think we're fucking around. That's why I'm saying, Tony, Tony, call me, bro. I got ideas. It's like, we're going to watch that much show one day and we'll be like, Jason, Jason. I mean, it it happens too many times. Hey, Will's going to be Texas. Are you fucking seeing this shit? <laughs> but, uh... Maybe they're listening to us and we don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you listen to this, man? <laughs> Tony, come on. TK, homie. Send the link to Aubrey. <laughs> Edward's on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Here's our podcast. We're... We need jobs real bad. <laughs> but no, seriously. Uh, I'll hold them up. <laughs> seriously, Tony. I want to do creative. I love it. I want to train. Let me be. Let me train the beginner's class. I can teach people how to bump. Will, you want to learn how to bump? My back hurts bad enough, ain't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> Got your referee, Tony. I All right. I carry right. the weight of Walmart on my shoulders every night. Are we going to be able to come up with a consensus who is WWE screwed over the most? I doubt it. it, it I mean, that's going to be one that's so vastly different for everybody. I yeah. think so, too. I think that's probably the one that will keep our own list. We won't do our own the turn Alright, so we're not going to have a turn the buckle list on this one just because there's so many people. I mean, you could add Rusev to the list. You could add... You could add Chad Gable to the list. You could you put Chad Gable on the list. You could put, put Cody Rhodes on the list. You could yeah. put, yeah, Cody. You could put fucking... Hell, Kenny Omega could be on the list because he was in WWE developmental for a while. Uh, fucking Taz, look what they did with him. They bring him in with his big pomp and circumstance and then shit all over him. Yeah. Uh, Christian. 
You mean the blue dot guy? <laughs> he at least did get the world title and yeah. the title shots and the ECW title. So, I mean, Not it took... Really. I will say Christian had a decent career. Yeah, there towards the end, I think Vince kind of got it, especially after the... All the Edge and Christian stuff, the Edge retirement, that, as bad as it sounds, that helped him out a lot. Because of Edge, Christian was overlooked a lot. Agreed. 100%. But once Edge retired and Christian got that spot, he ran with it. And you saw, okay, this guy's the real deal. And then he leaves and goes to TNA, and he's an even bigger star. So when he comes back, it was a bigger deal. And, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard, uh, Christian's in WWE, Ric Flair's in TNA. They're wanting to induct Flair into the WWE Hall of Fame. TNA said they'll do it if they let them, if they can have one wrestler. And WWE was going to let them have anybody on the roster. I mean, TNA could have had John Cena come and do a one-off for him. They could have had Batista go and do a one-off. But they loved Christian so much, that's who they picked to come and do a one-off on their pay-per-view. They picked Christian to come back to do that one time instead of Randy Orton, instead of John Cena, instead of Triple H. You yeah, should also think that they could have pecked all those guys, but what do you know those guys that agreed to it? This was Vince saying you can have anybody on the roster. So yeah, they would have had to agree to it. I mean, that's Vince saying, you let us have Ric Flair for one night, you can have anybody for one night. And that's why Christians... That shows how much they appreciate Christian. I mean, I hate to say it, Christian's never going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame now that he's gone and he's in... Oh, yeah. AEW. But, you know, hell, I don't think he gives a shit. No. But, uh... What do you think of the list, guys? Who do you think had the best list? We'll go with that one. You know, not what do you think of our... Who do you think had the best, yeah. I think Will had the best list because Josh copied the whole fucking thing. <laughs> 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 All right, so what's next week's top five going to be? Well, let's go ahead. We'll cut this off right here. We'll come back, close it out, figure out what the new top five is, and we'll do Josh's favorite... Favorite, favorite portion of the of the show. So, uh, we'll be right back, guys. <laughs> okay, guys, we're back to close things out for this week. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying how everything's going. I've still not got anything that says you guys suck, so. Not yet. Uh, Listeners were up for last podcast. Uh, I still think that's because of Jennifer. She's yeah. driving driving fan bases and then, you know, not showing up for a week and we're going to lose everybody again. <laughs> we're going to have three. But you were less involved. <laughs> she did come through and make an appearance, so I guess that's good enough. Justin, let Will know if that was enough or if you need more Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys are still enjoying everything. I know we're having fun coming up with our list. And 
when we get to argue about who's right and who's wrong and who stole whose list and at least we haven't had any like straight up arguments yet. <laughs> I think that might get views on the listens on the podcast if we do. You're a fucking idiot, Josh. That's not right. Jason, you're a fucking asshole. We already do that. I was about to say, we already say you're a fucking idiot, Josh. You you just said it yourself now. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I was ready to fight last week when we did the Mount Rushmore because I I thought whenever I said Chris Jericho (laughs) and Molly Holly, y'all were going to be like, fuck you. What are you thinking? But my lovely wife had Molly Holly, too, and I never saw her list. She didn't see mine. That was just straight up. We both just had it. Yeah, Josh didn't see mine until we sat down at the damn table and then we'll copy. <laughs> I'm going to find something to beat the fuck out of you with. Uh, that's a hate crime. No, it's not. It depends on what he beats me with. <laughs> <laughs> then it's bra- a... He ain't brave enough to beat me with what I want him to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All I can think is Yin Yang Twins Whisper Song. <laughs> like Bill, Bill. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next week on the podcast, oh, if if we don't get canceled <laughs> before the- <laughs> We're going a double top five. Uh, we're going the top five heels and top five babies of all time. This, it may be another one that we can only come up with our own individual list and we can't have a consensus. And Jason was explaining this earlier. It's not heel turns, baby turns, heel runs. It's just when no, you it's, of- when you think of a heel and when you think of a baby face, who do you think of? Because if you're going turns, hell, Big Show should be one through five on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Big Show. Uh, I was thinking earlier today, another list I want to do eventually is the top five big men. Oh, yes. Speaking of Big Show, somebody needs to, we need, I think I'm going to research that. I'm going to see if I can find out legit how many, how many turns he's actually had. I'd like to do a top five big men and... Mm-hmm. I think the next one we do, I want to go ahead and say it now. So not next week because we already got ours for next week. But the following week, I'd like to do uh, the one I brought up to you guys in our group text we do. The top five emotional moments. Yep. What's made you boo-hoo? What's made you cry? This one just said, God damn it, this fucking wrestling. I can think of two right off the bat. I've already got my five. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I've got my five and I've got an honorable mention. I can for sure think of two. Wait, are we talking about like Match moments, anything, or just anything in wrestling. Anything in anything wrestling. wrestling. Okay. At least two, three. <laughs> yeah, I've got the five, and then the reason I say an honorable mention is because it's not a national thing. 
But, uh. And I figure he'll have two of my three. Oh, fuck off. I mean, I guarantee you, well, this will be an easy one to come up with a list of uh, our turn the buckle top five. Because yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if we all five had the same. Or if we all had the same five. Not if we all five had the same. There's only three of us here. <laughs> you guys knew what I was talking about. They probably knew what I was talking about. But when I say stuff like that, it gets on my nerves until I fix it. But, uh. Okay, so we got that taken care of. We already got the hope you enjoyed. So, uh, Josh. Not saying it. Not doing it. You can have about three seconds. Okay, no, he's not going to do it. So, for the Turn of the Book podcast this evening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time to pop. There we go. Just like, not get she wasn't a minute ago. But she's relaxing. She's going to call what that is. <laughs> My positivity for the evening is Josh getting his ass kicked by his sister because he yelled out pop too loud. And my positivity for the evening is hoping I don't get my ass whipped. All right, what's yours? <laughs> All right, no, uh, for real, though. Uh, Josh, what you got? I'll come back to Oh, you. your job. Got you. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you good? Will, what you got? <laughs> Actually, mine right now is getting to spend a little bit of extra time with the kids. There you go. Yeah, you've been picking them up for us the past few Tuesdays and hanging out with them a little bit. And Lord Emily and her after school chatter <laughs> 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 stories, oh, <laughs> which Chesney got to witness today. Oh, did she? <laughs> I bet she enjoyed that. I know as soon as I walk in for work, oh my God, Dad, quarantine, and he's he's on quarantine, and I can't stand it, and his hair, and his quarantine. His hair. Yeah. I love that child, but gosh, she's going crazy over this boy. Well, the outfit I picked out for her is not going to help. No. <laughs> no. And Lord. that... Just like that jacket you bought her make her look way too damn old already. And just... At least I only bought her a pair of boots today. She's been wanting a pair of boots, that's for sure. I know she's been wanting boots. <laughs> look, I we told to... We told her she's going to have to wait because it, it wasn't cold enough for boots yet. It's fall. It's boot time. <laughs> So I've officially decided that Jason's going to kill me because I'm going to buy Emily outfits that make her look more grown than she really is. And I can't help it. She just need to remember. She's 12 for another couple months. She ain't a teenager yet. Look, yet. Look, yet the attitude. Hang on. Hang on. She's got she's to gotta enjoy this until like right the cusp of the end of 15 because she ain't going to make it to 16. <laughs> she gotta get her living out now. <laughs> Minus yeah. a few aspects, like there's something she is not known. I ain't gonna, <laughs> not till she's thirty. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna. No, oh, 
There was a thing on Facebook, and it was talking about mama daughter relationships. I had to tag Jennifer in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh, you got you got yours. Yeah. So this job I got. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now mine is it's it's similar to Will. I mean, it's family. I mean. We've touched a little bit on the podcast, you know. You know, we go through some stuff as family, but the one thing multiple times too. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that we've always been able to do is, you know, we've always been able to overcome and get through together as a family. So there's mine. Go, go, (laughs) Joe. Well, last week we was uh, we was kind of telling you a little bit that we were supposed to be getting cars and everything. We was talking and all. Well, that shit completely fell through. The cars we were supposed to get was... Oh, the Braves won. They beat the Phillies. Yeah. There's my pop, the positive. Braves beat the Phillies 2-1 to one tonight. Focus. I just popped. The Braves beat the Phillies. He can't stop midstream of a, of a thing to do another thing. <laughs> That's not how this works. If Josh can do family 15 times... <laughs> Or his job 30 times. <laughs> you can at least finish a fucking thought. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, that shit completely fell through. They told us the cars we wanted, we couldn't have. Blessing in disguise, though. Uh, apparently, the car I wanted was completely fucked. And they wound up selling it to sending it to auction the day we were supposed to pick it up. And the one Jennifer wanted, it just had issues and they didn't. They said they couldn't sell it to us, so... Jennifer, being the calm, rational person that she was, told them, oh, that's perfectly okay. And, uh... Yeah, no, she didn't. She told the dude, this is unfucking acceptable and... Fuck right off. It was amazing. I was about to say, there's a lot of sarcasm in that. (laughs) And I love my wife more than anything because that was just awesome as shit. Here's hoping the school doesn't catch it. Oh, school's going to catch it. School's going to catch it with both fucking hands. <laughs> but no. Uh, so we go to another car lot. And we're talking to them and everything. And we spend like three, four fucking hours at this car lot for them to come back and say, all we can put you in are these two piece of shit cars right now. Yeah. Pretty much. That look on your face is the same look we had. And we're like, no, we're not doing that. So I remembered I'd got this thing in the mail talking about, hey, we can help. So literally, I make one phone call. I'm on the phone with this lady for 20 minutes. Me, Jennifer, and Emily leave the car lot, go eat lunch. And by the time we're done with lunch, pretty much, we have two cars newer than the ones we were going to Nashville to try to pick up. Going to be delivered to us on Monday evening. Uh, We get home from work yesterday, sit around for about an hour, and the cars show up in our fucking driveway. And they're fucking amazing. Beautiful cars, too. I mean, gorgeous cars. So, uh, yeah, just if off, if things seem hopeless, uh, it's not 
really hopeless. You know, we thought when we couldn't get the two cars we were wanting to get, everything was done for. And then, you know, that other car lot being like, you know, screw you, you're not, you can only have this or this that you're not going to want, you're going to have to settle. We didn't want to settle. We wanted what we wanted, and we got, we were able to get basically everything we wanted and more. I mean, there's always a silver lining. And to add on to that, the Braves beat the Phillies two to one. (laughs) (laughs) I think they heard you the first time. Oh, and speaking of the Braves. Oh, yes. uh, That can be my, I can change my positive. No, you can't. No, yours is done. (laughs) Uh, This coming Sunday. Uh, I was supposed to go to a Braves game with Ben. Uh, the other day, I wound up getting a text message from Ben saying, hey, doctor said I can't go to the game. Sorry. And then within just a couple minutes, I'm like, you know, I was just saying, all right, that's cool. You know, no game. And then I get another text message from him saying, Ben Thrasher transferred you tickets. Do you accept tickets? So the two tickets that he was going to use for me and him to go to the game, he sent to me, and me and Josh are going to go down. And it's going to be rough on him. This coming tired. Sunday, it's the Braves' last game of the season. Uh, hopefully with them beating the Phillies tonight, they'll beat the Phillies again tomorrow and the night after. So this game against the Mets isn't going to count because we're already going to be in the playoffs. But if it comes down to it, look, this right here, Braves' magic number is three. So there we go. So they could have already clinched by the time we go to that game. Or they could clinch the night of the game. You never know. Either way, we're going to go to Atlanta, drink a beer, watch the Braves. Hell yeah. And you know, me and Jason, we don't get to do a whole lot of stuff, just me and him. I think it's going to be really nice. It's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward so to it. So when Josh doesn't come back from Atlanta. Josh will come back from Atlanta. <laughs> I might drop him off in like. Dalton to make him walk the rest of the way. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of the goddamn car, Josh. We're never spending them as much time together as ever again. He'll sleep. True. He does pass out as soon as he gets in the fucking car. Every He's like time. a newborn. He is. Every time he gets in a Not car. Not every time. I sleep more in the couch than I do in a car. You about had me say something I shouldn't say. What the fuck are you about to say? <laughs> if you have to drive more than five minutes, you're going to be gone. 65% of the time, yes. 35% of the time also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, for the Turn the Buckle podcast and how much does Josh sleep... <laughs> Hold on, I just thought of something. Oh, God. We didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning of the no, podcast. We <laughs> no, we didn't. Welcome to the Turn the Buckle Podcast. I'm Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. And now for the Turn the Buckle Podcast, I have been Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Peace out, fuckers. <laughs>